trying to shoo them into safety, but the birds only scattered in every direction except toward the barn. Feeling totally frustrated, he exclaimed, why don't they follow me? Can't they see this is the only place where they will survive this storm? How can I possibly get them in to the one place that is safe? And he thought and he thought. And as he stood silently for just a moment, as the words that he had just said to himself reverberated back into his mind, if only I could become one of them, they would follow me into the barn. And I'd save them if only I could become one of them. His heart became quiet, and suddenly a personal revelation came to him. He had finally caught on to what Christmas is all about. He left that night and ran to the service and caught it just in time, and nobody was more shocked than his wife and his family to see him come walking in. And he said, I get it. I get it. Here's what happened. God became one of us. He wanted to get us into the barn because it's a blizzard out there, everybody. It's a world of temptation and it's a world of darkness and it's a world of despair. And God looked, how can I get them into the barn? There's only one way. I'll become one of them. And I want you to look at this verse up here. Look what it says about Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, and he became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges, though he could have. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death and the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. You know what Christmas is all about? God knew he had to get us into the barn or we'd die in the blizzard. So he sent his son. And I want you to understand tonight that Jesus became one of us. He became one of us. So you know what? When you hurt, he understands it. When you're tempted, he gets it. He really does feel your pain. He's able to have compassion on us. He experienced the pull of temptation. Jesus experienced the pain of heartbreak. The drag of weariness. How many of you felt tired this week? Jesus knows what that feels like. He felt the sting of sleepless nights and the ache of physical suffering, the punch of betrayal, and the slap of rejection. When he was betrayed, even one of his own kissed him on the cheek and betrayed him. And he was turned over to those who had no compassion on him at all. And Jesus was beaten, and his beard was plucked out, and he was nailed to a criminal's cross. 
And on that cross, he took your sin, he took my sin, he took our punishment, he took our judgment, he took our condemnation. We can say today, he took the rap for us. And somehow in the mysterious workings of Almighty God, God laid on him the iniquity of us all. And that's why he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because for the first time in eternity past, God the Son was separated from God the Father as he took our sin. But the good news is, on the first Easter morn, he rose from the dead. And when he rose from the dead, here's what the Bible says, because he rose, we will also rise with him. And he said, now, whoever believes on me will not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen to the words of Jesus. He said, don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. There's plenty of room for you in my father's home. If that weren't so, I would have told you. And if I'm on my way to get your room ready, I'll come back and get you so you can live where I live. You know where he is? Well, it's not a barn, but it's a place called heaven. And he said, I've gone ahead of you, and I'm going to come back and get you because I became one of you so that I could be sure you make it out of the storm. Thank God for eternal life, and not just eternal life, but life right here, right now, a life of deliverance, a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of victory right now. And so thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you are thankful that the baby was born in Bethlehem? Are you? Well, I'm going to light a candle and I'm going to come down and light the candles of these ushers and we're going to kill these lights. I believe. Yeah, there we go. And I want you to imagine something with me now. This is what's going to happen through this church and through churches all over America and all over the world. We're going to light each other's fire with the Holy Spirit and the love of God. And we're going to walk out into a lost and a darkened world. And we're going to take light with us. And I appreciate you parents when... Uh, You get the candle, watch over your children. If they get near that fire or wax, be careful and uh, don't let them be hurt. But let's sing as the candles are being passed now.
church is all about. Everybody carries their own light. We come to church, everybody with their light, and look what it does. It lights up the room. And when you go out there into that world, it lights up that world. I want to pray a prayer over us right now. Father, I pray over every person in this church building that the year of 2008 will be the year we've carried our light into the world like never before. Lord, you know it's a hurting world. You know that it's a sin-infected world. You know it's a desperate world. Father, help us to be a real church and to carry this light, the light of Christ, into that world. In Jesus' name, amen. One more time, let's sing it, Steve, and then we'll turn the lights up. Thank you, Lord. singing a few Christmas carols tonight. I want to let you know that uh, uh, if you're visiting tonight and you don't have a church home, you're more than welcome to be with us uh, this Sunday. We won't be here Wednesday night. 
If you come by mistake, walk around the building, pray over a little bit, and go home because nobody will be here. But next Sunday, we'll be here, and we would love to have you come and help us build a brand new church in this area. And we bless you in the name of the Lord. I know you got a candle in your hand. Okay, and if you paid for one of these poinsettias, you can take it home. So come and get your poinsettia. God bless you. Drive carefully. Have a wonderful Christmas Eve. And we'll see you Sunday. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kid. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Thank y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Love you. Sunday at 9 o'clock. Okay, here we go.